0: My, My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Oh, and so much to get to today on Judd's Hockey Show. Judd, Declan, Jesse Pierce from Bar Down Beauties, and also uh, just back from Wild Practice because she covers them on a daily basis for NHL.com. Uh, All right. I want to start here, folks. Let's just take the Band-Aid, rip it right off. Let's not Let's not waste time. Uh, Jesse, you tweeted the lines out for your line heathens from practice today. And the first line mm-hmm. has not changed still. Hartman between Zuccarello and Kaprizov. Wild is coming off a road trip in which they accumulated a total of 1.3 games. They played a terrible game in Philadelphia. They um, went to a shootout against a Capitals team that's not good. And then they lost straight up to a Devils team they're going to play tomorrow night, on Thursday night. We're recording some Wednesday. That is good. I want to talk about Kaprizov. Kirill Kaprizov in particular. On this road trip, he had 0 points and he was a minus 4. He hasn't had a point since uh he had 3 assists against Edmonton a week ago Tuesday and he is off to a slow start, which Jesse is not unusual, but that being said, with what you've seen or have not seen from him so far, are you concerned at all and do you think he's going to snap out of this soon with his current line mates I mean Ryan
1: Hartman is making a lot of people have to take back some tweets I think and we certainly know how Ryan Hartman can be a little petty which I am absolutely here for because he had a great road trip and he's been playing exceptionally well he was named the NHL's third star of the week for his recent play so as much as we've been harping on getting Hartman out of that center slot he's actually doing really well he is the best on that line but what is concerning to me is you're right Kirill Kaprizov has been invisible I don't you know yes He's a superstar, so you want him to get the goals. He's been doing really good setting up the place, setting up Zuccarello, getting Hartman, picking up those apples, if you will. But beyond that, he has just been non-existent and not a factor. And yes, he is focused on by the opponent. No question about it. The opposition is looking at Kirill Kaprizov and shutting him down. But you know what superstars in this league are supposed to do? They're supposed to still step up and exceed. And Kirill Kaprizov, especially getting that A, and with that leadership, needs to do just a little bit more. He is the most hard-nosed, hard-working elite superstar i have ever witnessed and i love that about him he's got that roof roof dog in him which i think is very important (laughs) you like that yeah love it love the sound (laughs) effects way to go that was awesome (laughs) thank you um but i haven't seen enough of it as of late it's still early so i'm not sounding all the alarms by any stretch of the imagination and if we know anything about krill kaprizov he's being harder on himself than any of us possibly could, could be but he needs to get out of this funk. He needs to get it turned around sooner rather than later because whether he likes it or not, the wild success hinges on his success. So he's going to need to pull it out, hopefully starting tomorrow when they host the New Jersey Devils.
2: Yeah, it's it's a bit uh, of a concern. I wouldn't say it's like sound all the alarms because he's done it before where he just, he is a slow starter in his career. He's always been like that for the most part. Um, that being said, yeah, are, is there more evidence or more um more of a willing uh, willingness from the oppo- opposition to shut him down, probably. And, and that's been the thing for him for a while, especially with Boldy out. And I know he was practicing on Wednesday, so maybe his presence alone makes things a little bit easier, whether it's for Boldy capitalizing or the other team paying more attention to other good players. But, I mean, that's what happened in the Vegas Golden Knights series like three summers ago. I forget when exactly that was, 2021. Um, they shut down Kuro Kaprizov. Shut down Kuro Kaprizov. Can we beat the Wild? And now that series did go to seven games. But that was that was the plan from Vegas, and it worked really well. So to Jess's point, if Kirill Kaprizov isn't going, the Wild aren't going to be going at all either.
0: So here's what bugged me about this, um, and, and it was it goes back to a week ago Thursday, the Flyers game in which the whole team was crappy, and Dean was livid, and he should have been. Mm-hmm. But you know, Kirill had at least a couple of turnovers that were completely careless and led to Philadelphia goals. And and look, I, I know there's going to be times that he goes through scoring slumps, but to Jesse's point too, you know, there's a difference between going through a scoring slump and being invisible or making dumb, bad plays. And here's what I don't get that Dean won't do. When that, you know, that first line in that Flyers game was terrible, and, and the whole team was, but, but, you know, Dean went out of his way to rip that first line. At what point in time do you give, and look, you know, with Carell, I get it, but at what point in time do you get, give him a jolt? What, at what point in time do you take Zuccarello away from him? If nothing else on the power play, which is a whole different topic we'll get into, but that's what I don't get. Like, there's ways here to push buttons. And I feel like just continually, every time he comes out, he's playing with his guys. I'm always with those guys, is like complacency personified. So, you know, Dean threatened, God bless him. We've talked about this for how long? Dean threatened to put Marco Rossi on that first line. And, and this is not a Hartman problem, but Marco Rossi's gonna facilitate more for Kyrill than than Hartsey can. Um, so when do we see that? When do we see it's not it's not a panic button? When do we see, you know, coaching come into play here where you just get Kyrill with a different player. So he, if nothing else, for lack of a better term on a family show, wakes the hell up. mm mm-hmm.
1: I mean, sooner rather than later, you can't, uh, yes, it's yeah. again, only 10, we're in 10 games into the season. And as to Dex's point, Matt Boldy returning, I think could be a huge spark for the team in general, just getting him back, having that return and Jared Spurgeon getting closer to return himself. Not that it's going to completely change everything, but it changes a little bit of the dynamic, right? A little bit of pressure comes off of Kirill once Boldy returns because Matt Boldy is a very capable goal scorer as well. For whatever reason, and again, we don't have the answer because Dean will never tell us. I don't know why he doesn't want to change it up. That line, of, if of anything, I mean, Matt Boldy is going back to Jule Eriksson and Marcus Johansson when the, he returns tomorrow against the Devils. So that's interesting, too, considering how well that line had been doing with Pat Maroon there, for a matter of fact, too, right? So yep. it's kind of interesting that Dean is so set on his ways. I think if it's a poor performance against the New Jersey Devils on Thursday, you have to come back with something completely different lines in a full on blender for Saturday against the New York Rangers, because then it is a problem. And Kirill Kaprizov is having a problem. Like I said, I think you had mentioned the turnovers he's trying to do too much right now. And as we all know, when you start gripping that stick too tight, because things are not going your way, it just gets worse and worse. You need a very good game out of Carrillo. And if it's not jiving with Hartman and Zuccarello come Saturday against the New York Rangers who have one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League, mind you, oh. you need to do something to stir him up, to shake him up. And I think that's the only solution. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to call for Dean to give it one more go against the Devils. Come back Saturday. I don't, don't want to do that. <laughs> you
0: I want, I want him to do it now. Declan. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I'm, with, I'm in the middle here between both of you. I hear both sides. Um, I think you're going to have to shake things up. And look, the Rangers are a good team. They're off to a good start, to Jess's point, one of the better Don't goaltenders worry. in the NHL. Uh, so it's going to be a tough tough sledding regardless. But at this point, I mean, you've gotten off to a slow start. Yes, you've had injuries, but what, you're just going to continue doing the same things day in, day out? Isn't that the definition of insanity and expecting different results? So uh, so I think you'd have to change things up, too, regardless. So uh, we'll, we'll certainly see what happens. Marco Rossi continues to play really well, and with Boldy coming back uh, and Kirill needing a spark, like, there are things here in a blender that do have to be prepared a lot differently.
0: And that's the key to me, though. The, the Rossi thing to me, what you just said. So, like, if he was still a theory, right? Like, like, let's say he's third line, he's playing okay, and we're all like, move him up to the first line. I could see the pushback there. You know, he's not playing great. But I think he's done everything and more. And I, the added size has definitely helped. Like, he is clearly physically prepared now to play in this league. Everything he's done has pretty much impressed me. And unless you, you guys d- disagree, that's where I'm, I'm perplexed. Because if we were calling for, well, just put just put this guy at center, or just put that guy, which we've done before, I could see the pushback of, no, that's stupid. But, like, there are there are alternatives now. There are, you know, and this doesn't mean it's lines in hockey. This doesn't mean that it's, like, a month long. Oh, my God, if I break that pair up, they that trio up, they can't play together for a month. You know, this is hockey. Look at teams do this all the time. So I'm honestly more confused by Dean than the players at times. That mm-hmm. might sound a bit much, but I'm more confused be- because – I'm not sure if it's the definition of insanity, but the word I used, I think is perfect, which is complacency. Like when you don't change things, what does that say? Like you can go and scream and yell and peel the paint off the locker room walls. But if you don't change things on the ice, that is a complacency that I think is silly because I know it's early, but the points matter right now. Like this league, that conference is going to be jumbled guys.
1: I mean, to Dean's credit or credo, I guess, if you will, There's a lot of bigger issues, too, than some of these line combinations. I think you had mentioned special teams. The penalty kill is absolutely atrocious. Power play needs to improve quite a bit. And the defense is even more concerning, and you can only do so much. So I think there's plenty of areas of concern that maybe is looking at the top line, knowing that they'll get it together. Because as you recall, that game when everybody was already calling for them to be separated. Well, Matt Zuccarello goes out and does his thing. Ryan Hartman comes out with five points and Kirill Krysov three assists. So I right. think they're one. You know that line is maybe sort of an exception sometimes because they will figure it out, right? They are the group that has seemed to figure it out the best. You talk about the depth up the middle. Maybe they're hesitant to put Marco Rossi's skill. Yes, he's shown kind of that grit first mentality that Ryan Hartman has, that Jules Neck has, but mm-hmm. I still want to see Jules there before I even see Marco. And we haven't seen that in the pet. what was that look, Declan? I saw that look nope, that, that wasn't for scuff. you. That wasn't for <laughs> you.
2: That was that was a social thing that that just happened on my computer that didn't want to compute. I, I, I spent a lot of tapes. Jeff. A lot of plates spinning so it was in the background here. Bad timing. Bad timing. I promise. <laughs> that
1: was such an I hear egregious congestion,
0: please. I I hear you, Jesse. Um okay, so let's go blue line next. I'm gonna ask an honest question. What the hell did Jared Spurgeon do? And this is a league that, you know, upper body, lower body, we're not gonna we're going to just a quick rant here. We're gonna Pinched the poor Pinto kid in Ottawa because he bet on a sport that wasn't his own sport. We're going to suspend him for 41 games, and we're going to now warn players, don't talk about injuries. Gary, you're an idiot. You're in bed with gambling. You've got to give injury reports. You have to force these teams to give injury reports. Tell us exactly what Spurgeon did, Gary. But as far as this goes, okay, we all agree, Jared is not going to fix all the problems, but clearly he has missed a lot. When do we finally expect him back, do you think? I mean,
1: he was at, oh, sorry, Dex, go.
0: Oh, I,
2: well, I was, I was hoping they were going to get him back, obviously, within the next week, right? Like, you think by next week, he should be ready to go at this point. But, And I know you can only have players on LTIR, and it only occurs so much cap space, but, like, it was a huge mistake not to put him on LTIR to start the season. I, I, I don't, I don't understand, there's no spin I can hear that, that tells me that that would have been the wrong move to do.
1: Right. Well, especially now knowing what we do, knowing that he's good on the nice thing about the LTIR is it is retroactive, right? Mm -hmm. So he has to miss either a minimum 10 games or 24 games. Well, missing tomorrow's New Jersey Devil Games, that is 10 games. So he is eligible to return on Saturday. Dean kind of obviously kept his cards close to his chest, not telling us, but he looked great in practice. He practiced almost the full time. It was a lengthier practice today because the guys were off for two days. Um, and they need the practice for the love of God. They need the practice. Um, but for, and it was planned that Spurge was going to leave early. He, he got off okay. on his own and everything, but he looks good. So yeah, I agree with Dex's point. I think you'll see it next week. If only I want Jared Spurgeon to return. If only yes, for the spark that I mentioned earlier, and okay. also to get a John Merrill or a Kalen Addison off the ice. Like I, I want to keep Dakota Mermis at this point. Like I really, I just, I need one of those two off of the ice and gone and to, oblivion i don't know it's i feel bad saying that but woof, woof.
0: yeah okay so that be- being said um how much is the blue line fixed when spurgeon comes back because then then it's Brodeen and faber and again I, I contend that as good as brock has been i think because spurgeon's out he's being asked to probably do too much right now but if it's uh, a spurge Mid- middleton faber Brodeen. How much does that just fix this immediately? Because you're right, the blue line has looked leaky as hell at times.
1: Um, I, you know, we kind of touched on it last week, Judd. I don't think it's a complete fix because I think at the end of the day, when you break down, your defense just isn't very good. Yes, it shouldn't rely on what your bottom pair is, but I just I'm not loving it. I'm just not loving all of it at all. Um, but it'll help. You have your captain back, you have your leader, you have your kind of constant yes Jonas Brodeen has always been a constant but Jared Spurgeon before Broads was that guy right he patrols the blue line very well he's great on special teams too so hopefully that reignites that area of problem um so I mean it's it'd be crazy to say it's not going to help but again I just think in general your players aren't good enough and they're not for even Jonas Brodeen, who we know and love and know what he could do has played a step down and you're right Brock Faber has been asked to do so much as a 21 year old in his first rookie season, playing in every single facet of the game in absence of, of Jared Spurgeon. And he's done all he can. He's done great. I don't want to even really criticize too much because considering his age and experience, it's crazy to do that. But in general, the rest of the guys still need to step up. You still need more from Broads. You still need more from Middleton, who has shown a much better year than I think we saw last year. There's far less mistakes, and that's without Jared Spurgeon. So I think that's definitely going to help. But again, I don't trust when a Merrill or a Kaylin Addison are on the ice, and that sucks because they have to be on the ice at some point in time. So Spurge coming back, good, but it still is not going to fix the all amounting problem of the leaky defense.
2: Yeah, I, I will say maybe give credit to uh, the coaching staff or management for being right on Kaylin Addison. Like I, I think a lot of fans and a lot of people said, like, yeah, play him more, and, and yeah, there's definitely a, a case to be made that he should have been in situations where on the power play, and they've tried that and they've done that, but in general. The bad doesn't. Uh, the bad outweighs the good with uh, with Kaylin Addison here. And look, that's what happens. You know, Garen traded for him from his days in Pittsburgh in the Zucker trade, and we all thought, oh, this will be a good trade. He was a top forty pick in the draft, but he's probably not going to amount to much anything in the NHL at this point. Uh, so, I mean, at, at that point, I know we always like to rip the coaching staff and front office for all the wrong decisions, but they're probably right. Kalen Addison um, isn't really a capable every single. I want to say every down because I'm thinking I'm talking football here, but every every shift type of yeah. defenseman. He's not.
0: All right. Let's uh, t- talk about the problems with special teams next. But before we do that, I want to talk about a happy t- topic that Jesse is f- familiar with as well as yours truly. And that is what the uh, fine folks at Livia Weight Control Centers can do for you. A couple of years ago, I dropped 40 pounds. Jesse, you're down how much now because of our Over friends. 30. Over 30 Over and 19 th- inches. Yeah. Awesome job. Awesome job. And it's because of a program that absolutely works. And right now, if you join three months for free. So think about that. Think about all the weight that you can lose in the winter, too. So, you know, it's getting cold outside. You're like, I'm going to be on the couch. How would you like to lose weight? Well, that's exactly uh, what, what you can do. Three months for free. Livia Weight Control Centers, 855, go L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A, uh, dot com. they are going to help you drop the weight. Declan?
2: Also, a shout out to our friends at Summit Orthopedics. You can go to SummitOrtho.com whether you're dealing with any pain uh, from, from, speaking of upper body, lower body, and not disclosing injuries. Go disclose your injuries to Summit Orthopedics, okay? Don't just say lower body, and then they're guessing at like six different muscle groups trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with you. Yeah. You tell your doctor what's wrong, you can tell your people at Summit Orthopedics what's wrong okay go to summitortho.com to find a location near you
0: all right on to special teams uh let's talk power play and let's talk first power play you guys um as declan said caitlin addison looks like a guy who could easily go back to uh enjoying popcorn in the press box by us uh, I also think that with the way that he is overpassing the puck, there is a case to be made to take Matt Zuccarello off the power play, at least for a period of time, or off the first power play. Uh, they're operating at a 13.9 percentage right now. It's 23rd. Jason King, who, who uh, replaced Brett McLean, who previously ran the power play and is now coaching the American Hockey League team in Iowa for the Wild. Jason King is in charge of power play, so we expected to see changes. Jesse, starting with you, what what would you do? And if you agree w- with me and think that there's a good chance Kalen's going to be scratched in the near future, who do you think takes over the the ownership uh, from the blue line of running the power play?
1: I mean, probably Jonas Bourdain or Jared Spurgeon when he gets back, right? Jared Spurgeon, for yeah. long and far away, has held that number one role. Um, Rhodes has been doing fairly okay leading that second unit. I like it both better than Alex Galagoski, who has also had his time dabbled up there. But I think that's probably what it is, right? I think that's good. It's interesting that you mentioned Matt Zuccarello, Judd, because I would agree. I kind of want to see Marcus Johansson. Take that spot up there on the first power play. Again, another guy that's been filling in with Boldy's absence. But his entries are so clean, which is something that Matt Boldy does so exceptionally well as well. Again, I think Zuki gets that look because you've got Kirill Kaprizov there, right? You've got Kirill and him to to do their thing. But I would love to see Marcus Johansson up there and just put Zuki down on the second line. It wouldn't be that tragic for him to move down to a second unit. Um, but that's what i like to see. So I would bet Spurgeon goes back or if Kalen Addison you know, gets scratched up Brody in one of those two.
2: Yeah, special teams has been a problem for them. Um, it goes back, obviously, like the last year, year and change. Uh, but they got to again speaking of things that have to change and just continue doing the same thing. It's clearly not working, and uh, the the Wild have to figure out ways to be better on special teams. Both sides. I mean, I don't know if I'm spoiling the next topic, but penalty kills also been obviously atrocious no too. It it's awful. It's it doesn't make any Second sense. To last with with how good defensively they should be than they are on paper, and again they're missing Spurgeon. It doesn't make any sense for them to be bad. at On the penalty kill like we get frustrated over the power play i understand that but the ends kind of justify the means when you watch the wilds power play it doesn't make any sense on paper i should say why the wilds penalty kill does not live up to its potential which typically has always been a bread
0: and butter of theirs Mm -hmm. and sunday's game the special teams against the devils was maddening because one the devil's pp is great okay so it's it's one of the best in the entire league but that being said the Devils power play does everything that the Wild tries to to do, but they have the players to do it. You know, the Wild, their power plays on Sunday, you guys, they were passing the puck around like they're the Harlem Bleepland Globetrotters. <laughs> it's like you're not that talented. You know, fu- Kirill can be special, but you as a whole aren't that, that good. And then, of course, with the Devils, it's Hughes over to Hughes, and it's like bang, bang, bang. Um, so to start there, to me, the power play, and, and this is where I would get – zuccarello off that top power play he's so intent on trying to pass and he and they pass up shots and he is one of the in in my opinion at least one of the biggest defenders but declan's right the penalty kill the penalty kill at the rate they're going has the potential to get someone fired like you can't be this bad second to last in the entire league when you when you sort of pride yourself right like Dean prides himself on guys play like I did, which is a hard muckety style. Um, that is a that's a topic that, if they don't turn this around PKY soon, I think they're going to have to make some tough decisions, and I think it might not involve players. I think it could involve coaches, assistant coaches.
1: I mean, it was great up until the playoffs last year because the Dallas Stars playoffs power play absolutely destroyed the Wilds' penalty. I think they had nine goals on 24 chances, which is basically the same percentage that they have now. I mean, the Wild have allowed nine in their last 28 attempts, and they're at a full season 67.9%, which, Judd, you said second to last. Um, I like Connor Dewar there. But that's it. I mean, you can keep everybody else, kick everyone else off. And I only like Connor Dewar there because he has the ability to score a shorty every now and then. He's the short ca- shorthanded king, if you will. Um, Yeah, they can't get it out of their own zone. It's just, it's awful. It's the same problems that the power play has keeping it in the offensive zone. The penalty kill has the problems keeping it out of the defensive zone, which, guys... That doesn't work. That doesn't. That's not going to be effective in any such manner. So, um, I hate to say it, and I think I've mentioned it before. Darby, who I love, I love Darby Hendrickson, a legend in his own right here in Minnesota. He also has a hefty hand in special teams. So I think some of the and he's survived coach after coach after coach. So he's he's done well. But you got to start talking if you want heads to roll. Maybe maybe take a peek at uh, the richfield native i, I love know. where
0: jesse i love you 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 go where no one else in That's this great. town will go but you're not wrong
1: i mean it, it's, it's again change. it's not personal it's business and frankly it's there's, some, there's something there i mean darby does a lot of other things too and and you're right uh mclean down in iowa was a big move that they made in changing their special teams operations because he was ahead of that but he wasn't the only one
2: i mean Maybe this is like the perfect way to wrap this episode, or maybe I should have just let it with this with this episode. But should we just call it are the wild just a bad hockey team? Is injuries just killing them? But like, we talk about the top line isn't working. The power play is awful. The penalty kill is awful. You have two, at least two guys in your defensive pairs who should not be playing every night. Your goaltending has regressed. I mean, should we just call it what it is? Is it just a bad hockey team?
0: I'm not willing to go there yet are are they average perhaps they've got too much talent there's too many players um that that have talent to i think be bad uh they are they're playing they're they're playing well below expectation now though and that's on coaching too like that's on players it's on coaching um but you brought up the penalty kill thing that i was going to get to next too is the old cliche hockey full of cliches your best penalty killer is your goaltender and the goaltending has been a disappointment so far i i am loath to blame them completely and flurry against the capitals i thought was brilliant like he Mm -hmm. saved their bacon but that being said gustafson is definitely and you know dex talks about this every year and he's ordinarily right guys regress gustafson has regressed thus far um flurry is a backup now and an old and an old guy uh But that's the other thing is, is goaltending going to play a role in sabotaging this thing? Because what we've seen thus far is not going to cut it. Like, you're not going to be a playoff team if you can't kill penalties. Um, And Gustafson, to me, is is probably the starting point because he's the guy who entered the season as the clear one. It's not 1A, 1B. It's 1-2, and he was the one
1: it's like I'm a new Jesse because I'm really going to stand here and defend the goaltending. I am going to say, Hey, not so quick there, Judley. No, I mean, they're just a piece of the problem. There are numbers of problems. Right. And I think to your point, Jud, there's more talent. Okay. I question you this. Is that actual talent or is it Minnesota talent? If you put Jules Eric's neck out there amongst all of the centers in the national hockey league, where does he actually rank? He's the best that Minnesota has. No question. That doesn't mean that he's the best in the league. Right. So I always look at that too. Like, Kirill Kaprizov is literally the only player I think that sets himself apart in the league. Yes, we can harp and whine and say Jared Spurgeon, Jonas Brodine, um, all these guys. They're Minnesota good. We're lucky to have them, and they are good here. They are just good enough to be here for Minnesota, which we love. But in the grand scheme of things, is there enough skill and talent? I don't think so right now. I just think in general, that's why all these pieces, when they falter, it looks like the hot mess that it looks like. Now, I'm going to round it out with some positivity. The Minnesota Wild started out the same exact way last year and mm-hmm. just because it didn't start out with three losses with 21 goals against or whatever it was doesn't mean it's not the same record and the same exact look they will figure it out it is still early however it's just it looks ugly right now it's not fun to watch it's not good hockey it's just ugh it's black it's very black so that's that's my counter and uh go goalies do you think Gus has been good though? <laughs> He's let in a couple softies, but again, I have such... He's disappointed me so far. Yeah, I think it's because the defense has been such an eyesore to me that it's hard for me to get past my disgust there to look at the goaltending to be bad, right? Like, I think there have been, again, a couple softies, and I go back to their last home game where I'm like, he should have had that. And even Flurry has made a mistake, too, like, cover up your five hole. You should have made that stop that was kicked in. Either way, I mean, there are certain things definitely that the goalies are not blameless in all of this, and I'm not, you know, suggesting that they should pull a devin dubnik and not fall on the sword cuz certainly oh, they well, should so but i delightful. think there's <laughs> there was sun in my Fine. eyes from yeah. the outside I'm i mean sorry.
0: you know the puck was screened by the scoreboard for 1 second and i couldn't see now you know what that's not nice devin seems like a great guy He's doing great he's a, great a very job, nice you know. man
1: yes but i NHL do i think Network. there's there's too many yeah. Fingers to be pointing at different players for different things. There's nobody that's faultless in in this whole situation. I mean, hell, I think Pat Maroon said it post game after the New Jer- Jersey Devils lost. Like this is on every single one of us. Like they have to all be better collectively. And once they figure that out, things will start to turn around. But they have to figure it out soon.
2: Yeah, I mean goaltending. I think we can probably say this for another topic or another episode too. But I mean, just in general, their penalty killing. Your goaltender has to be your best. Goal has to be your best unit on the penalty killer. Uh, I'm going around the penalty kill. And this season, Gustin's been terrible after being incredible last year. Fleury's actually been okay when facing um, uh, penalty kill situations. But in general, I mean, your goalie has to be your best penalty killer. And so far, for the most part, Gus has been mostly a liability out there against the special teams.
0: So I've thought about this question, okay? Are they good? Are, is, is this a bad team? I think they, they have enough talent to get points. I think here's the problem. Everybody has to be doing their job. And that includes the head coach. You are not good enough to, to look at your players and say, these guys are good enough. You know what? That first line will be fine. Or, or I'm going to do this defensively and our system works. So my problem is, what's Dean doing? And, and the goaltending concerns me because you can't really control that beyond a change. But, you know, when you look at the defensive structure, what have they done? Look at the first line. What has he done? He's like leaving them alone like Ryan Hartman's Wayne Gretzky, you know? And so so that's where my frustration – and here's the thing, too, that that I think is a repeating problem that really bugs me. If you guys recall, to Jesse's point, you're right. Last year, same exact crap, right? And do you remember when they went and got Ryan Reeves at Thanksgiving, the whole thing that Billy Guerin said was, we lack swagger. We didn't have our swagger. Okay, that's a one-year thing. Okay, got fixed. Pat Maroon, who wasn't here a year ago, said the same thing after the Devils game. He talked about swagger. So you're telling me two years in a row? Two years in a row you come out and lay an egg, and you're like, well, we're not playing confident. That's on the coach, too. Mm -hmm. And, And I'm not blaming him solely for that, but it's a reoccurring problem that's set in motion, in my opinion, partly by the guy who's supposed to lead the team, which is Dean Evason. Like that's where my problem is. I because I agree with Dex. Like this is not a super and, and Jesse, you put it perfectly. This is not like a super talented team. Like the Oilers are maddening because you look at all that firepower and they right. and they're not good. It's like, what the hell are they doing? But with this team, I see this team as like you need to punch the buttons, right? Change things up, move things around. And yet night after night after night, it's the same. And now it's now we're back to well, I mean, we don't have our swagger. Well, who the hell's problem is that? That's your problem. Fix it, you know? And Patty Maroon was supposed to be Reeves, so there's no, like, veteran missing now, is there?
1: No, I mean, it's funny because that direct question was asked to Dean today. At practice, there has been so much talk about swagger. What does that look like? And it's easy for Dean to point to, well, swagger comes with success, right? And certainly it does. When you're not winning and things aren't going your way, you can't have some swagger that, suggest that you're better than you are because then you just look like a fool. Um, but it's also funny because I've been thinking about this, that move for Ryan Reeves. And yes, Ryan Reeves is a very special player. I watched all of his Halloween scares yesterday because it's so gosh darn funny to me. Like, Austin Matthews I love it. came I in the wrong
0: door. He was so <laughs> pissed off. One guy you miss. It's amazing. He, but he's <laughs> like, how could you come in that door?
1: But even like the ones he did with Phil Kessel and Scotty Gomez were getting, past. oh God, I wish he would have been here for Halloween here in Minnesota wild, but it makes me wonder now you want to put a little bit of this blame on coaching, but also is it, do you need to look at Bill Guerin and say, what are you doing to come out and get some of these different pieces that you know they need? I mean, yes, he's trying and yes, Billy does everything he can. And I'm certain he is looking at what can be done right now too. what can I move because we're in the same position as last year, November, you get that spark boom, here we go. Let's get after it. So it's interesting. I mean, I think the Wild just need to put together a full 60 minutes. I know that sounds cliche, and I know that sounds simple. They haven't put together a full 60 yet this season. It started off with terrible starts, and it's now since kind of shifted over to looking okay in the first and second and not quite finishing out in the third. It's just they need to put together a full 60, have that swagger, have that confidence from a full si- full 60, win or lose or draw, whatever. They just they need, I need a full game. Gosh, oh, I need a full game. Okay, that's
0: good swagger also comes i think from lighting fires below people's butts Mm -hmm. and that's what they're not doing they're they're acting like it's all fine and then you know dean gets mad once but sunday he's like well we're in a lot of good things it's like no it's not a lot of good things anyway jesse great stuff sorry for the great session but this team is three four and two and they should not be um declan tell the people what They need need to know, and we'll be back soon with another episode of JHS.
2: Yeah, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. This is Judd's Hockey Show and Pass Shoot Score.